there. Welcome to Rested Mamas Talk. We're Chelsea and Mika, your certified pediatric sleep coaches who were once exhausted mamas just like you turned into rested mamas who now have helped hundreds of families get better sleep in three days with an alternative to traditional sleep training. As creators of the Association Fading Sleep Method, we teach a responsive and holistic approach. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing the journey from true parental exhaustion to thriving parenthood. From real sleep tips, from us and other experts to real stories of families just like you. Let's get rested. Hey there, everybody. It is Chelsea here, and welcome to another episode of Rested Mama's Talk. I have my wonderful business partner and partner in crime, Mika. Hey, how are you? Hey. Hey there, guys. And we have a really exciting episode today. Not that every episode isn't exciting, but this one is extra special <laughs> to us personally. Um, so Mika, do you want to kind of kick it off? Yeah. What are we going to write? What are we, what are we talking about today? We're talking about mom guilt in real life. And I know there are probably lots of topics and conversations around that right now. Um, And Chelsea and I were trying to figure out what are we going to talk about? And the last two weeks have just been so crazy that I realize, you know, mom guilt never goes away. It just changes in flavor. And I can't even tell you that I remember what has even happened the last (laughs) two weeks, but I can tell you how I felt. Absolutely. That's the stuff that sticks through it is the things that second guessing everything that I decide for my child at every moment. Did I do the right thing? Oh, did I say that the right way? So yeah, I'm I'm glad we're going to talk about it. And we have a special guest here to help us with this conversation. So everyone say hi to Emily. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hello. Good. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you so much for joining us today. So Emily is actually a former client of ours. She came to us when her daughter was actually a newborn. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really, well, first of all, she's wonderful. <laughs> That's partially why we had her on today. But, you know, she really has had those same feelings that all of us have had. And she really is here to kind of help us dive into that, that mom guilt today and really talk about it in real life. Cause I mean, we always see those like hashtag mom guilt, right? Like, but what does that actually mean for real moms and in real life? So um, Emily, if you don't mind introducing yourself just for a moment, and then we'll kind of keep on rolling. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to be here and talk about this. Like, you know, and it's, it's actually kind of interesting because initially I was like, mom guilt, like, what do I have to say about mom guilt? I only have a nine month old, right? Like mm-hmm. even that in and of itself was just, was something that was a thought that I had and I had to like shove it down and know that I'm, I'm justified in, in yeah. having a conversation about this. <laughs> but yeah, so my name is Emily Yeager and I currently live in San Antonio, Texas. My husband is an Air Force pilot. So we have been here about three years and, you know, TBD where we go next. But for now I uh, am, well, i We'll continue to work remote regardless of where we go, but I work remotely um, for a universe, university-based public health research center as a like, project director and um, have a nine-month-old daughter, Josephine, Jojo, Joey. Just crazy. You know. She's nine months, by the way. <laughs> Time really does fly. Absolutely insane. Um, started crawling this past weekend, so it's like total game changer. 
but yeah, that's, that's kind well, of, well, again, thank you so much for being with us. Definitely. You know, like I mentioned, you kind of started working with us when Joey was a newborn, but six weeks, gosh, was it that young? I was trying I think to think, so. I was like, man, how old was she? But um, yeah. you know, for, we have talked a lot about our newborn stage quite a bit, but I would love kind of for you to share, like, what was that newborn stage like for you? I mean, Mika and I talk a lot about how, you know, we always say like the newborn fog, that it was really foggy. You know, for those of you who don't know, like I really truly suffered from postpartum depression and that was a really big part of my journey. But what did that look like for you and for your husband, your family in general? Were there any really unexpected challenges for you at that point? Totally. Yeah. So Joey is, we were kind of like saying this before we started recording, you know, she's, she's nosy. She wants to be up in people's business and know everything that's going on. And I'm looking back now, I can actually like see that was still her person, you know, was also her personality when she was a newborn. She's always been a pretty independent. She's always like wanted to be actively engaged and involved. And for us really like that six to eight week mark, which I know is very common, but that really was the hardest. And I, um, I had heard that, but, but had no idea of actually what to expect until we were kind of in the thick of it. And I think the biggest thing for us was just her naps. Um, and that's, that's why we ultimately reached out to you because we had absolutely no idea. I'd never heard of being overtired, especially like among kids. Had no idea that was a thing. And <laughs> Joey was never the type of baby that just fell asleep. Like she never, even, you know, just during the day, everyone's like, oh, newborns are so sleepy. They sleep all the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. um, that was never our experience. We had to actively put her to sleep. That was exhausting, obviously for her and also for us. Um, I think it all kind of like culminated and probably around like six to eight weeks where um, I think Chelsea had been texting you and like, I was like, she's been up for like four or five hours. I don't know what to do. She's just like screaming and you were like, get in the car. <laughs> I think ultimately like Zach got home and we were able to like have yeah. her sleep in the suite, but just, but like understanding and realize there's so much going on in that little brain that that was like yeah. totally new to us and beyond us. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, that was probably like the most unexpected challenge that we encountered. You know, I felt like I also, like it should be to, easy. Like it should just like, they should go to sleep. They're tired. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. Other babies. Yeah. Like that, that, you know, that constant comparison of like, well, that newborn sleeps all the time. Well, they can just put that newborn down and, and, and they'll sleep. And and that was never us. Um, and very so far and few between, I just want to say Emily, but like, that's what we see. Yeah. Moms, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where a lot of the guilt comes in though. Yep. Because it's exactly. just like, well, I see that picture of yeah. that baby, like, or that person or wow, they seem like they're okay. But it was, there's something interesting that you said was when we brought up that, Hey, let's talk about mom guilt it gave you kind of a feeling, bring us, bring us to that feeling a little bit. What was your, what was that gut reaction? And why do you think it's, it's a little because bit of what like cognitive I'm still, yeah, no, I, I kind of felt like in the eyes of other people, like I'm still a new mom, right? I, I haven't been doing this very long. So like, you know, the feeling that I would be discredited because of that, I think was kind of that knee jerk reaction. 
And then having to kind of like, again, like shove that down and just kind of be like, like, nope, like I'm, I'm not accepting that today. Like I got the experience too. You had mom yeah, guilt I, like, about mom guilt. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's, that's what is literally mind boggling about this topic specifically is that it doesn't, there are no rules. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't play by the rules. It creeps in, you know, and when you least expect it or for no, for no apparent reason, and it just sits there and it kind of lingers and, like and pokes you. Yeah. Yeah. So when kind of even just like look now, you can even answer this now, but like even at that time when we first started working together, mm-hmm. do you think that, excuse me, some of that lack of sleep actually compounded some of those feelings or emotions that you had? I mean, it definitely was with me. It definitely did. But, you know, even just reflecting on that, how did that affect kind of your, even your mindset during that time. Or just in general, Emily, like I want to broaden that a little bit instead of like leading you that it's sleep. Cause I know we're talking about sleep, but what just in general, what do you think, what factors fed into guilt in general? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it was like, we've kind of mentioned that comparison and, and everything that you hear, you know, from I mean, even like during pregnancy, like at the hospital and what you're being told. And like, you know, and every time I went in for an appointment, they're like, are you getting rest? Are you, you know, are you taking care of yourself? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. What does that even mean? And so, you know, that whole, that whole feeling that like, when they say sleep, when the baby sleeps, I'm just like, that's stupid because <laughs> like mentally yeah, for me, yeah. That was the biggest challenge because I, I would sit there and I'd be like, I know I'm supposed to nap now, but if I'm honest, like I'm not a great napper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that, that too. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and just always having things to do. And so that constant kind of just like my, my mind not being able to shut off, I think was one of the, one of the hardest things. Um, and, and, you know, you can tie that back into mom guilt because it's constantly going can also tie yeah. that back into sleep because I just couldn't shut my brain off mm-hmm. when I had the time and the space to sleep, right? Like, sleep wasn't an option. Yeah. yeah. And I, and we talk about a lot about how like babies are overtired, but we as adults are <laughs> overtired and mm-hmm. that compounds it too. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of never ending cycle hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, was there anything that you feel like has been helpful in that, that thought process for you, or even like when you're in a spiral, even you, Mika, like, is there anything for you guys that were just like, makes you stop and say like, okay, not maybe the most logical thing for me to be thinking through right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's hard. I mean, the biggest thing for me is that like, I know when I get to a certain point, like, I just need to like, take a walk. You know, I just need to step outside sometimes with baby, sometimes without baby. Like if Zach's home, I'm able to, able to watch her. Um, and just like that, that's, I guess that's the best way for me to clear my head. And I try to tell myself that, okay, when you, when you walk back into the house, when you cross that threshold, you're not allowed to bring that back inside with you Mm. and it, it stays out there, you know? And that's been one of the, there's been multiple walks where I, you know, I let myself cry. I let myself feel whatever I need to feel. But when I cross that threshold and I come back inside, it doesn't come in with me. 
and and I think like that the visual like that mental barrier has been one of the most helpful things of trying to create that safe space where like I'm in my own home like I don't need to feel guilty about what I'm doing in my own home you know like I'm the one making the decisions and I, and I'm the one bringing the the voices on social media and stuff into the home if I need to like unfollow someone or turn that off then that's what I need to do. But like, I have control over that. So uh, that's been a recent realization. That was not early that's amazing. on. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm like, learning that from you. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like I said, that was like a recent realization, but, um, but that's, and that's just something, cause I, I do have an anxiety, you know, anxiety myself. I think, you know, it's been years and I, you know, I talked to a therapist. So that's just kind of something that we've worked out that like that, that like, imagery and and that you know conceptually is, is something that works for me yeah I really love that you say that when you talk because when I, I think for me when I think about mom guilt I think because motherhood is a polarizing topic parenthood is a polarizing topic and whatever is a practice for something there is a exact complete <laughs> opposite opinion yeah. on the other end and even being in the middle just means that you have more enemies, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you got to pick a, a spot. And I love that idea that if you know in your heart that this is what's right, a decision that's right for your child, mm-hmm. for your family, that's unique from anyone else around you, then it is your duty to shut everything else out. Yes. And, and, you know, we're, we're actually of a, a community where we, act in one or two ways as moms, we either feel like we have to ask a lot of questions to a lot of people to get Mm -hmm. validation, just not because we're second guessing ourselves, but we just want to know we're not alone. And we want to know we're going down the right path. And then there's another situation where, you know, we just kind of stuff it in and both I think build or overfill the mom guilt quota for the day. And so I actually mm-hmm. think that there's no way to get rid of mom guilt. I really, yeah. I really yeah. honestly believe yeah. that. I feel yeah. like we all have a thermometer that we're able to manage through. Mm-hmm. And then at the point where your thermometer is about to burst, you better walk out or yes. you block it out yeah. or you leave that person mm-hmm. on mute on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I feel like there's that, that baseline level of mom guilt that is like, you know, there's the, the, the acceptable amount and yeah. that's baseline. Like everybody's going to have that underneath right. that point, but then like how much more you have above that, you know, is, is, yeah. is kind of, you know, the question and then how you, how you deal with that. The yeah. point where your mind can go, yes, this is dumb. Yes, I feel a little anxiety of it, but I can manage it. Th- that point versus the I'm crying in the bathroom by myself. <laughs> yep. Yes, because <laughs> I have been there. I've been there too. Well, I and that. I think, yes. and I think like when you were talking about like how you recently kind of had that realization, and I think that for me it was right actually right around, I think probably when my daughter was right around nine months old, eight months old too, where I finally found that thing for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know I'm a very social person. I am a very like extroverted person, but I think that honestly it took 
being a mom and trying to like actively kind of improve myself a little bit too, to know, like, I need my space. Like I need time to myself. Mm -hmm. And then there was that cycle though, for a long time, I'd probably say like a good year. It's like, I, I cognitively knew that I needed time every week to do whatever I wanted to go to, you know, if it was like to go sit and get sushi by myself, I was going to do that. If it was to go see a movie by myself, I was going to go do that. But then it was like, okay, but this is a Saturday night. Like I should be spending this time with my daughter. I should be spending my, this time with my husband when I can do that. Cause now my baby's sleeping well and I can like have that time again. And, but it's like acknowledging that it's, it's okay to take care of yourself in that moment too. And I think that actually, Emily, you and I were talking about this the other day about how like, you'd like to go on walks and run, but like, you're like, should I take Joey with me? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, that kind of constant, um, yeah, just like, is this right? But it is, but like, is it okay for me just to do it? (laughs) Kind of a thing, you know? Um so through that mental journey though, as you that's why I really love Emily saying that you just gotta block it out because I realize how many of those thoughts are seeds that other people have planted. Oh yeah. And at that point you realize that maybe when you do need that space, you're definitely not going to go to that one girlfriend who has decided that it was right for her family to lay her whole life on the line to be with her child because she's not going to understand. And whatever she decided is fine. Then the same way that I'm not going to tell my grandmother (laughs) who I can tell you have been like, oh, or, you know, I I won't name other names in case. Oh, wow. You're leaving them with your husband. Mm-hmm. That was another thing. It's everything, right? So it's not, it, it stems. This is what I, it frustrates me about mom guilt is it really stems way farther than the decision that you're making for your child. Like it's one thing to feel get guilty, like, Oh, you know, I just, I, you know, I spoke to her this way today and I feel guilty about it. It is so much more complex. You needing time for yourself, Chelsea, or I can tell for me, my getaway is, has been tennis Mm -hmm. time that I shut off. I can't think about anything else, but hitting that ball, (laughs) you know, honestly, like just trying to breathe because I'm dying, (laughs) um, you know, it forces me to kind of refill. And then it's hard to then think of all the complications around it of like, oh, you know, I just picked up my son and now, you know, I'm leaving him at home with my husband or a babysitter and oh, I'm missing dinner. Am I going to show that I'm the kind of mom that doesn't have that special time at dinner time and it's, you know, not sacred. And then it's like, oh, then my husband, now I feel bad for my husband. Oh, my husband has to do. It's, it's just never ending about like one topic. And all I wanted to do was refuel myself. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, you kind of touched on it, Mika, just now about like leaving my husband or I was saying leaving my daughter, one of the hardest transitions for me in terms of mom guilt was when I went back to work and it wasn't, I'm going to be really honest with you. It wasn't my guilt for like being guilty about leaving my daughter it was feeling guilty that like, I was looking forward to that. That was me. Um, yes. and, and it, yep. um, and I, 
I kind of almost get emotional about it now because like I was so guilty because so many people come up to you like, Oh, like I know that first drop off is hard. hard. And it's so hard. Like, are you doing okay? And I'm just like, yeah. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should be feeling different. Was I supposed to be feeling horrible wrong with me because I'm not feeling horrible. It's (laughs) so true. So well, and for me, and I don't know about for you, Emily, kind of how that transition was for you, but it really helped my mental health going back to work. And so that, I think that, that was one of the things that took me the longest to, you know, push down and to not listen to that, like, okay, now something's wrong with me because I'm looking back forward to going back to work and finding yeah. a bit of peace in myself. I mean, what was that experience for you? I mean, I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head as far as me too, because I found myself that, that those first, I don't know, like, I guess nine, 10 weeks, cause I didn't have a very long maternity leave that I really felt towards the end of that, like the postpartum depression kind of starting to creep in mm-hmm. and, you know, and going back to work was probably one of the best things I could have done for that because I was like, I just need to use my brain for something other than wake windows. Yeah. Like I need to think about something else. And we were lucky in that, like when I went back to work, my husband started his paternity leave. So we still had Joey at home. Um, and so I could still be around her because I was working remotely. So I think that helped too, but I was able to like shut the door of my office and have that space where I had that little part of myself back. And I mean, I think that was leaps and bounds of progress very quickly when I was able to return to work. But then, then it's hard because it's like, oh, I can hear them. You know, I should, I should, I should go like say hi, but like, I want, I want Zach to be able to figure stuff out on his own. And then if anything, it almost felt like we were prolonging the transition to daycare too, because that happened, you know, a few months later and that was hard, but it, I think what took me the longest to get to like a comfortable point to be able to say is that daycare makes me a better mom. Mm. And for some people that's totally not true. And that's not what that's, that's, but for me, that's how it is because that gives me space to work. Um, and be productive. Um, it also gives me space to like go on that walk or run by myself if I and need then to. be present with her when she is home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and so I yeah, sorry, I'm like good that I just have to pause you for that because that I think is so rarely said mm-hmm. that and I love how you word it. Daycare makes me a better mom. So all of, well, first of all, all of you daycare workers out there, like kudos to you. You guys work so hard. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, for sure. uh, And, uh, and a lot of times too, it's just like also knowing that like she's okay, you know, and she's okay and you're okay. And everybody is okay. And if it is working for you and for your family, we say this all the time, Mika, that is awesome. Don't feel like you need to be changing anything. It is your family. It is your family unit and it's your personal health too, you know? So, and I I love this message because I think that 
um, that side of it, um, the message where it's like, oh, yes, it is hard and you don't want to leave your kid. I think that is a really common feeling. What we're talking about, about not feeling that guilt and then having the guilt of not feeling the guilt guilt. (laughs) is maybe not as known. Um, And so if, if you're not sure if you're, you're feeling this way. I actually had this conversation with a close friend a few weeks ago that she responded to me with, yeah, but don't you miss your kids? And, you know, you decided to be a mother, so that's your identity. But I said, I, I just respectfully disagree that just some of us, it's not because I want to go to work to leave my kids or, because I, you know, it really, it's not even about me time. Yeah. For me at the core of it, it was, I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to feel like I had a larger identity mm-hmm. yes. that I was going to be able to bring back to my family. Mm-hmm. And when I was in maternity leave, you know, same thing like you, Emily, oh my gosh, the wake time calculation. I'm like, ah, doing math of that all the time. It was, it, it just felt like there has to be a larger purpose that I can provide even back to my family content that I can bring back to my family thoughts, you know, perspective. And I honestly felt myself turning into mush. And that to me is what made me feel like I had to go back to work. I had to do something else. And so whatever that is for you, if for other moms, that that doesn't mean that it has to be work. Maybe that means, you know, you're at the library and you're volunteering, or you decided that you are going to do your, you know, organization chats with your other mom friends. I think it's just the point of like, it's okay to feel like you want to have another identity other than mother. Mm -hmm. And I think that with, and with me, like, it was almost like a grief. Um, and that, cause I had this idea in my head that I was going to love being a stay at home mom, that this was going to be everything that I dreamed of. And then when it wasn't, it was almost like a grieving of that mm-hmm. previous, I guess, expectation that I had. And I think there is still even a part of me still that's like, man, I wish I had that in me, you know? And like, I see all of these stay-at-home moms that are just like incredible people. And first of all, you are working. (laughs) A thousand times you are working. You are working overtime. You're working overtime. But yeah, I just, it, it took me a while. And so that still creeps up. Like, Hmm, like I wish, I wish that was me, you know, I wish that that, but then I came back to kind of like what you said, Emily too, of like, I am a, I can be the mom that I am because of it, because of, of all that other support too around me. And it's also, I think, I think it's also important to accept that, like, this is just like where I am right now. That doesn't mean it can't change in down the road, yeah. you know, and, and who knows what that will look like and who knows what that, that journey will continue to be. You know, I've, I've gotten as far as I've gotten and thank goodness for that. But you know, there's still a lot ahead of us and, um, you know, no idea what that will look like in the future, but 
like in, in this moment, like this is what I need. And, and just acknowledging that yeah, needs will change over time of myself, um, of, of, you know, Joey and my husband and, you know, where we are and what Jobs we and yeah. everything. And yeah. so it's, it's fluid. And I think accepting that also is challenging for me because I'm a planner. Um, I like to, you know, have like my outline and know what's going to be happening and like, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. And when things, um, when things do change course abruptly, um, it takes, it takes you some time to navigate that. And that I think like is motherhood. So <laughs> that's just kind of been a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really honestly, this is um, a little bit, we talk about this a lot, but that this is really Mika and I's little dream to be having these conversations just because of our only, our personal experiences, but also just in the nature of who we work with and what kind of community we have around us too professionally. Um, so I really, honestly, I can't thank you guys enough um, for even just Mika, as always, too, like just being open <laughs> and honest yeah. about how it all yes, is, thank right? You, Emily. Yeah. And, and yeah. you too, Chelsea. I think that is, I know, as we think about what is going to combat mom guilt, having the conversation openly mm-hmm. is the first step because you mentioned something. Oh, I, you know, I had this, this picture in my head. You said, Chelsea, right? I had this picture in my head that I was going to enjoy it. And that was, I was, I was looking forward to, but that came from somewhere to make you feel like that was the ideal. And then for you to find out that that's just not what you needed to be the mom that you, you know, really wanted to be. And so let's have this conversation and Mm -hmm. know that sometimes those expectations, they don't fit. (laughs) that's okay. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. We're going to kind of transition a little bit. Um, and at the end of each one of our episodes, we do our rested mama sleep tips and okay. So friends, this is something that we love to do. We really want to give you not only an ability to <laughs> relate to our crazy stories and one another, <laughs> but also to really leave with some value. And so I am actually, I asked Emily and she graciously said yes to, I would love for Emily, for you to give your sleep tip today. So, and kind of think about it in this way. So, and like we talked about earlier, where you know, looking back at you at the start of your motherhood journey and kind of just that progression to of mom guilt, you know, what is one thing that you would kind of piece of advice that you would give yourself? Mm-hmm. And then also one, a piece of advice that you think that like, you know, you'd really listen to <laughs> in, yeah. that, in that moment. <laughs> right. Cause those, those are two different things, but I think that like the biggest thing for me is kind of you know, in the same vein of what we've been talking about, you know, when I was pregnant, I think I went on and just like followed everything that I could related to babies and moms and breastfeeding and just everything. And giving yourself space to be like, that makes me feel bad, like unfollow, you know, mm-hmm. unlike, uh, just, just, just get it off your screen. Um, because it's what, you know, we do for, um, when we're up, 
in the middle of the night feeding sometimes, you know, we're just kind of scrolling mindlessly. And if you feel that sense of guilt, like if something triggered that, that you saw, just remove it. You don't need to see it. You don't need to have that come up again because that comparison, I think is one of the most toxic things that attributes or contributes to mom guilt. And so removing that allows for you to have a better space for yourself and also acknowledging that you don't, you know, you don't need to constantly compare because you know what, this is the first time there's ever been Joey. This mm, is the yeah. first time that there's that I've ever been a mom. And so like Joey and I, we're doing this together. We're growing together. We're learning together. Advice from other people is great. Advice from other people sometimes is not great, but you can kind of tune out what makes you feel crappy and who and filter yes, that and who yeah. makes you feel that way. Yeah. 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 So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just like unfollow mm-hmm. you know, if needed. And but- I think, and my tip too, is kind of like piggyback on that and that it's okay to keep your boundaries yeah. and to find what those boundaries are. And well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I would say that I'm going to bring this back to sleep because you know what mom guilt does, anxiety does. I don't know if you guys had this, but I had a hard time sleeping even when I could sleep because you can't turn your mind off. So we always talk about having a bedtime routine for your children. You should have one for yourself. If you don't, (laughs) I can tell you, I get laughed at all the time. I a hundred percent have a bedtime routine. <laughs> I'm laughing because, because you guys. I love, no, I love this. I love this. I'm going to take this whiteboard and I'm going to write down my bedtime routine. Yeah. Well, by the way, so I just have to call out because I forgot to at the beginning. Emily, I love that you drew our best mama happy baby logo on the back. I love it. <laughs> it's I love extra. No, you're right, Mika. Because I mean, honestly, just like we talk about bedtime routines for your child really helps them to make that transition between day and night and gets their brains ready. It's the same thing for all humans. We have needs. Yeah, adults too. I mean, even more so after we became moms or parents, that doesn't make us immune to having needs. Um, We still have to, you know, wind down and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I honestly, thank you so much, Emily, for taking the time out of your day and really talking. So appreciate you. Of course. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, and please know to everybody, we really aren't going anywhere. If you feel like you are, you know, struggling with mom guilt, if that is stemming partially from sleep, you know where to find us. Um, And we really honestly can't wait to chat with all of you next time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks Thanks for listening to this episode of Rested Mamas Talk. To stay connected and get more sleep tips from us, follow us on our Instagram page at rested underscore mama underscore happy underscore baby. To find out how we're helping families around the world get better sleep, check out our website, restedmamahappybaby.com or chat with us directly to learn more about our programs. Chat with you next time.